When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Today we're doing uh, part two of a conversation that we're having about emotional intelligence. We did part one last time. And I want to give a shout out to Rachel who listened to it and said it was maybe one of her favorite uh, episodes that we've done ever. And she's listened to them all. If you've not listened to part one, go ahead and do that. And I hope that part two will measure up. I do get a little bit turned around at the top of this conversation, mostly because I forgot something that then becomes apparent at the end. I hope that doesn't end up being too confusing. Also at the end, I roll out uh, some news about a personal project that I am working on. I hope that you will check it out. Uh, But in the meantime, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. You have what downstairs? I have my kiddo. Yeah, right on. My kid downstairs. It's it's actually genius. Um... Of course it is. (laughs) It, no, I mean, it's genius in that, like, he, we, we went on spring break and the school has decided to, like, you can go on spring break, but then we're going to have you distance learning for the week after spring break mm. because the whole idea, and I, that's why I think it's genius is that if you at some point came in contact with COVID, you um, will notice symptoms during that week while you are cor- yeah, like, at sure. home. It's like a, I think it's so smart. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Me too. And it's actually been really fun. Like I haven't minded it. Ryan left on a, I keep calling it. I, for whatever reason, when he goes on business trips, I call them vacations. I don't know why that might be, yeah, but he, he I, I left on why. a, yeah. Yeah. So he went on a business trip, um, with his golf clubs. I hope he's having a wonderful time. Right on. Right on. There's no, I was, no contempt at all in my voice. I, I mean, I actually, I don't mean to keep beating this drum, but I kind of do because I think, again, one of the things I've been learning about is what what this lockdown has done, what all these like kind of quarantine rules have done is we don't get to miss each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like when he goes on vacation or you go to the grocery store, it's <laughs> like, have fun. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Like, I hope it's great so- for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. We have to cram in a bunch of college visits in the next like 10 to 15 days because. Yeah we finally are at the end of like knowing what our options are. And so it's like, okay, now we have to go figure out like of the options we have. Yeah. Which ones are we going to like really lean into? And I have to do that because 
Rebecca and Abby will kill each other if they <laughs> if they go. So I have to um, I get to yeah. go on vacation with a teenager trying to right. figure out how yeah. to ma- figure out the rest of her life and all of her purpose and everything that that means. So it's interesting. The whole college concept is a really interesting one to me because I um, I applied to one school. Me and too. I got it. Yeah. And yeah. I got into my one school and it turns out like they have a 92% acceptance <laughs> rate. So I don't know why yeah. I wouldn't have gotten in. Um, but like I didn't grow up with knowledge of universities, of colleges, of like yeah. the idea of private. For, I didn't know any of that. And yeah. now my information is different. And so, yeah, on our like our drive, <laughs> our vacation drive of 2,500 miles, we stopped at Stanford and I was like, hold in. Let's go ahead and set your set your yeah. your sights let's nice get, and high. Let's, yeah. So we yeah, can let's, so, let's establish your dreams real big so we can crush them later. <laughs> yeah. So I got him a Stanford shirt and um but it is a beautiful campus and I do totally intend to continue to like show him campuses as he grows yeah. up and you know like give him all the options of like look this is what this has to offer and this has to offer. I don't know if that's the wrong way to do it. It's just different from how I grew up. Well, and it's a, not a terrible segue to what we're talking about today, because I think oh. um, today, you know, we're kind of doing part two of emotional intelligence. But one of the part one two. of the <laughs> one of the constants in this whole process for Abby has been trying to figure out how to manage herself, right? How to manage mm-hmm. her, how to be aware of what she's feeling and be allowed to feel mm-hmm. what she's feeling, and then yes, and then to manage that because you know. There's lots of excitement. There's lots of disappointment. There's lots of hope mm-hmm. um, that sometimes gets dashed and sometimes gets realized. And you got to kind of figure that out. And that's been true of the whole family. It's kind of like mm-hmm. um, I heard this metaphor this morning, which is it's like your family is a mobile, uh, like a like a, a mobile that a hangs mobile. over somebody's mm-hmm. house, uh, crib or whatever. And yeah. so you push one part and all and of the, the other parts moves. have to move. They're required to move right. like they can't. Mm-hmm. And so we're all all of us for different reasons are moving. and. So our, our, our mobile looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> With your hand, like looking like an octopus. Chaotically moving around. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So last time we talked about self-management, uh, meaning self-awareness and self, self-management. And then today mm-hmm. is part two, which is really about other awareness and other management. So I'm, I'm into it right now. It's like top of mind for me because I think that's, it really is the essential skill if you're going to try and figure out how to be in relationship. In a relationship. With yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm going to defer to you on this because I know that when you kind of get your head on something and you, you kind of, your wheel starts spinning, like I'm going to like defer to you to lead the topic. Okay. Um, well, but for those of you, I guess, who are listening and you're saying, wait, whoa, 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 where are we? What are we talking about? Go back and listen to the episode that was dropped last week. It's part one of emotional intelligence. And we're talking about basically I'm just kind of giving like a little summary four facets of emotional intelligence. So um, do you want to share those just as a do recap? you want to try? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like halfway through my second <laughs> cup of coffee and the brains are not quite going. I've today. been awake for three hours. I'm so proud of you thank you that's a 6 a.m wake up is far and away a very different way of you i know i know i was like texting people at 7 a.m and i was like wait i'm sorry i'm sorry that i'm texting you at 7 (laughs) a.m i just have shit to do and so 
I'm just wondering if I can. So I love it. I love it. You're now entering into my world, which I adore. I almost texted you at like 830. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Awesome. Awesome. Do that next time because okay. I love early starts. All right, go ahead. Second cup of coffee. And we're doing, what are we doing? There's four parts. You're recapping four facets. <laughs> I'm trying to give it to her in sign language so that she can... <laughs> Okay. All right. Oh my God. So much teeth are showing on you today. You are one happy bear. Um, just, okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So we got self-awareness and self-management. That's what we spent the whole last episode talking about, which is basically, yeah. do I know what I'm feeling? Am I in touch mm-hmm. with my feelings? Can I, can I name my feelings? Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's a skill, I think. I mean, that's the cool part about all of this It's all the skill, right? Like, yeah. Um, we talk a lot about self-awareness. We talk about this movie, um, Inside Out, you know, the Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the colors are pretty clear, right? There's green, there's blue, there's red, there's purple. And I think there's one more. Yellow. Maybe yellow. Joy. I thought she was green. Doesn't matter. The reality is like red is anger. But the, but we've said it before, like there's also rose and rouge and scarlet and blood and pink. And all mm-hmm. anger has all mm-hmm. these nuances. And the more you can like put names to them, the more you can actually do the second part to do something about it. Mm-hmm. This is the part that blew my mind today or that I've been thinking about, which is I don't know if you actually have to be really good at all four of these to be an effective relator. Because for example, there are a ton of people who are really good at other awareness and other management who have no clue yeah. about themselves. Yes. Right. And there are a lot of people yeah. who are really keen to themselves and they have a lot of insight into their own kind of way that they move through the world, but they're just bad at, at turning that outward. So, yeah. but again, all of them are skills. All of them can be built. We talked on the last time about how I believe that the Gottman method is really good at the second half. And there's one tool, second half, meaning other awareness and other management. There's one tool that we, that I like a lot that I think is really helpful here. And I think it's best if we just kind of march through it. And it's basically okay. a tool that is named uh, a tune, A T T U N E. And what's that thing called where you have like a, like is you have it letters, an acronym, acronym, a, acronym. Like that doesn't sound right. Scuba, whatever. I, I feel like I never get this right, but scuba. You know, I know me neither. Do you know what scuba is? Um, my husband would, but I, yeah, I, yeah no. Scuba, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. So it's not like that. Yes. It's more like, uh, here's the the it layers, is, it right? Is that okay? Cool. Yeah. All right. So a tune, right? Every letter has its own assignment, and the first one because of exactly where we are is awareness. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, actually let's set up what a tune actually means. means I'm in a relationship with you and I am attuned to how you feel. We are aligned. Mm -hmm. We are, we are connected. Um, We are not at in opposition in any kind of uh, mysterious way. Mm -hmm. The first skill and the first letter a is awareness. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. Sorry. I thought there was two, a, two A's, but there's two T's. Yes. I'm in spelling yeah. challenge. Yeah. So that really is about being able to look across the relationship. And when you see someone crying, you, your brain goes, oh, they are sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the mm-hmm. whole skill. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just awareness. Yeah. You, you're simply, you're paying attention. Yeah. Someone is laughing. Mm-hmm. They are happy. You saw my teeth this morning. You're like, you're happy. You're smiling. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's yeah. other. That's awareness of the other. Um, I mm-hmm. take enough data into my brain. And I make it about you, not about me. Right. Um, Zach, you look really happy. I must be awesome. <laughs> right. 
That's, that's not- exactly where my brain goes. That's amazing. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you nailed so, it. And you're so happy you're meeting with me today. That's right. I understand why you're happy because I showed up on time and here I am. You get to see my face this morning. You're very mom today. Like you're usually you're kind of like uh like glammed up yep. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually wearing uh, this has got to be like real life, you guys. Um, I haven't washed my hair for four days. Nice. I'm wearing my glasses um, and I have on a T-shirt without a bra and it's inside out. And I wore this to bed and I also oh. have mismatching mismatching pants that are jammy pants that actually belong to my husband. So I'm full mom mode this morning. Yes, um, we that's the second time we've talked about inside out today. First the movie yeah. and then your T-shirt. Yeah, there you go. I'm totally fine with it. I smell disgusting. I'm going to take a shower after this, but you are welcome. And I'm glad you got to see me like this. Okay. So there's a, there's awareness. And I think, okay, here's two things too. If you're listening to this and you care, go ahead and write it down, right? A-T-T-U-N-E down the left side of your page, because there's two cool things that I want to show you when you, when you do this. Um, So do you know what the T is? You do know what the T is. Yeah, you lead it. A-T-T-U-N-E. Okay. I'm writing this. I'm pretending like you're teaching me okay. here. So, so t- awareness. The T is, the first T anyway, is tolerance. So I'm aware of what you're feeling and I'm actually going to create some space to allow you to feel that, right? Like mm-hmm. you're sad. I'm going to tolerate that you're sad. You're crying. I'm going to say, oh, um, okay, there's room for that. And again, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of self-management there because I have to make I have to make sure that your sadness, I don't make that about me, right? Mm-hmm. Or how can I fix it? Or how can I do it? Or how, like when I try to fix it right away, I'm not tolerating that it's, a, that it's okay mm-hmm. or that it's allowed. Mm-hmm. You're angry. We've talked a little bit before about how if your partner walks in the room and says, hey, you big dumb jerk, <laughs> right? They could be, mm-hmm. what are they saying about themselves? Right. They could be sleepwalking. They could be delusional. They could have just gotten off a bad call mm-hmm. with their boss. They could be drunk. They mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. uh, hungry. But if I immediately go to, I'm not a big dumb jerk, you're a big dumb jerk. I've eliminated the tolerance part. Mm-hmm. So you've got awareness and, and then you've got tolerance. Go ahead. And I, well, what you just said, I think is also really important that <clears throat> I find with couples that there isn't a whole lot of tolerance because of personal discomfort around negative emotions. So sure. I might recognize, you know, that my husband is angry and he's in in his office and he's yelling about something. Maybe he's yelling at uh, you know, a client or that would never work out, but he's yelling. <laughs> I need to be able to self-manage my own discomfort with his emotion in order to be able to extend that tolerance to him and make it okay for him to experience that. I find this with uh, women most often will say, my husband's really uncomfortable with my crying. The moment I start crying is the moment I lose his empathy. Mm. I lose his ability to stick with me. And that's where being able to say, okay, I need to be able to tolerate the emotion that my partner is in right now, whether it be sadness, anger, frustration, irritability. And in order to tolerate my partner, I need to do some Mm self-management of my own emotion, my own discomfort. So I think, you know, like these are all kind of piling in together. And I just want to keep drawing the the lines back to those four facets. Totally. And I think there's a secret in here that you kind of exposed, which is most of you, most of us know how to do this stuff. Because like Ryan, you have clients and when your (laughs) client get angry, gets angry, you don't climb Mm -hmm. into a hole and, you know, or get angry back. You try to uh, tolerate that anger. Right. And because you need their money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what is in your marriage? I need your money. It's not, it's not your money, but like, what is the reward for staying in it? Right. So you've got, you've got awareness, you've got tolerance. And then the third one is sort of a classic 
Gottman principle, mm-hmm. which is turn toward the emotion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. right. So you've got awareness, A, awareness, T, tolerance, T, turn toward. So that all that is, is, oh, you're sad. I'm going to allow you to be sad and, and I'm going to give you a tissue mm-hmm. or you're angry. Okay. I can make room for your angry. Sounds like you're really angry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not much, right? Like the bar is super low it's in super turning toward low, in this Which moment. men love. It is. <laughs> right. But yeah. 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 It yeah, doesn't take much. That seems really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Or or even just <clears throat> I mean, I like this idea of so like John talks about this story where he walks by and he sees Julie brushing her hair. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the mirror, he can see that she's sort of crestfallen. She's really sad. And he sort of at, in that moment decides I could go and I could turn toward her in this moment and I could acknowledge, hey, babe, you're like you're looking really sad right now. What's going on? Or she hasn't seen me. And she doesn't know that I have walking by, walked by the bathroom and that I can see that she's sad. I could choose to just sort of like slowly like moonwalk mm-hmm. out of the room mm-hmm. and pretend like I never saw her. And literally all it takes for John to get the big gold star in the relationship is for him to walk in and say, oh, man, like you look kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this acknowledgement, the turning yep. toward moment of the and But it doesn't take much like you don't have to spend a, an hour of your time. Uh, you know, with your wife and and talking through it, it's just turning toward in such a small way. Yeah. And I'll say it again. This is a yeah. skill. You can learn how to do this. Like, yeah. um, and it doesn't take much. Start, start, start with the low bar, clear the low bar. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to Stanford. <laughs> you don't have to go to Stanford <laughs> to get this right. <laughs> By the way, the interview that we're doing after the, the, the podcast that comes out next week is with two people from Stanford and they're super duper smart. So it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's great because I, um, I'm going to need them to write a letter of recommendation for myself. Yeah, right <laughs> I have a buddy who, um, who is, was in my wedding actually. And he, uh, he went to one of the colleges that Abby did not get into or she got waitlisted mm-hmm. at. And I've been giving him shit all week because I was like, your letter had too many typos and you did this. And you did. it's his fault. Yeah, It's, it's totally fault. your yeah, fault. Yeah. He didn't even write anything, it. but, uh, it's gives me a reason to be in touch with him. Um, okay. Okay. So we've done awareness, tolerance, turning, turning. toward, we're on to the U. Yeah. The U is uh, br- bringing understanding. I know I said the word bringing, which is a B, but understanding is the key to the you part mm-hmm. or seeking understanding or gaining understanding, but it's, mm-hmm. it's chasing you. Understanding is the, is the skill here. So you are sad. I can see because you're crying. I'm going to mm-hmm. let that be okay. It's okay to be sad in mm-hmm. my house. Here's a tissue or, Hey, gee, you look really sad. Help me understand what's going on. Yeah. Did I miss something? Like what's, mm-hmm. what's happening right now that, uh, that mm-hmm. you can, we've talked a little bit before, like make me smarter. You know, there's lots of ways to gain understanding. Understanding doesn't mean mastery. It means I don't, there's stuff I don't know. Help me Mm -hmm. know the stuff. 
I I used that phrase, by the way, like make me smarter. And I just love I love when just the two of us getting together and recording our voices, like I learn something and then I use it with my clients and I, I get the credit for it because it's coming out of my mouth, but it came from <laughs> yeah. you. Love right it. Any, anyway, um, here's where I find couples getting into trouble is if there is some sort of negative sentiment override, meaning I have like this chip on my shoulder, the way that I look at our relationship is tainted. And so you walk in the door you're really angry or frustrated. And immediately my brain goes to, he's mad at me or there's mm-hmm. something that I did mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like, oh man, like he, he's, uh, he just can't get over things. Like I start making assumptions and that's the opposite of gaining understanding or seeking understanding from your partner. Mm-hmm. And when you can attune, it's basically saying, I probably have some idea as to what's going on for you and I can make some assumptions, but I'm not attuning to you. I'm not turning towards you in that moment. Mm-hmm. If I'm making assumptions, I'm leaving you out of it. And so for those of you who make assumptions, I would encourage you to say, yeah, I have some idea about what's going on with my partner and why they might be crying, but I'm going to set that aside because I'm going to seek to understand more and I might gain better understanding of my partner if I just allow them the space to share what's going on for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which actually is, as they all are, they're sort of connected to this next one. And the next one, the end is non-defensive listening, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's, you know me, I love talking about defensiveness. I'm super defensive. It is me just too. a gift me that too. I have. And um, <laughs> and I have to learn how to belay that, right? Because mm-hmm. you're sad. Okay, there's room to be sad. Uh, here's a tissue. Or, hey, why are, you, why are you sad? Help me understand. Well, I'm sad, Zach, because you did this. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. Because you did that, <laughs> the other thing, and the other thing. And then this right. other thing you did. And then you deserve this. Mm-hmm. Versus me going... Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Maybe tell me more so that I can kind of stay connected mm-hmm. to you because again, you're my client. You piss me off. Okay. How did I, how did I do that? Like, right. Help me understand. Is there a way that I can repair that? Is there a way that I can, can, you know, make that right. Mm-hmm. That has to come from a posture of non-defensiveness. Which <clears throat> have I told you about this? If not, I don't know if you have some time, you know, today, tomorrow when you go for your walk. But one of my favorite not like ways to learn about non-defensiveness that is not from a marriage there. Well, I guess she is a therapist is Brene Brown interviewed Harriet Lerner. Harriet Lerner wrote The Dance of Anger. Mm. Dance of Anger. That sounds familiar. Um, she also wrote, gosh, what was the other book that I just recently read? Uh, Why Won't You Apologize? Mm. Why won't you apologize? So uh, it's a two-part series that Brene does. And for anybody who's more interested, who wants to know more about non-defensive listening, go and just Google Brene Brown and Harriet Lerner because they do this two-part series. And the second part is all about non-defensive listening. And I don't think we realize like people are like, oh, yeah, Zach, you say your defensiveness, you have awareness of your own defensiveness. A lot of you listeners have no idea that you are a defensive listener. Mm. And it's really helpful to hear the podcast and go, oh, damn, I've been doing all of that Mm. my entire life. I am a defensive listener. And so she talks about, you know, the counterpoints of like, how can you counteract your defensiveness? How can you be a non-defensive listener? Mm-hmm. And I really like that. So if you're looking for more of a deep dive, go go listen to that podcast. Well, and I think too, like that actually goes back to part one and part two, right? Self-awareness. I mm-hmm. am defensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. How am I going to manage my defensiveness? And I've argued for a long time that the best defenders mm-hmm. are also patient, right? They create like 
a little bit of discernment. They have room for discernment in the midst of the thing that they're trying to protect against. And that's why like, you know, in a football game, players on the defensive line aren't jumping mm-hmm. the, the huddle or what is it called? Jumping the play call. They're not jumping the jumping snap, the line. jumping the snap. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. they are patient. They're waiting until right. the threat actually exists. They know it's coming, mm-hmm. but then they, but they don't respond until the threat actually exists. Ooh, I like that. It took me a while to figure out where you're going with the football analogy, yeah. but I like it. Well, it's the same one I always talk about with too, with the, uh, like the soldiers on the wall, right? It, you'd be right. a pretty shitty soldier if you heard a sound uh, out in the woods and you immediately started firing arrows. You right. must create a gap between what you perceive as a threat and the response to that threat. Um, which I think mm-hmm. is, I, I actually love it. I love talking to people who are defensive and about defensiveness because mm-hmm. it's cool to learn how to embrace it as a gift, but then also mm-hmm. as a gift that you have to steward with responsibility. What What is it? Um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, great power comes great responsibility. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's funny because like when I start with couples, one of the very first questions that I ask them is for them to take some ownership. And it's kind of like how you own your defensiveness. Mm -hmm. Like you wear it like a badge of honor. Like I am fully aware, Mm -hmm. A, aware of my defensiveness and I tolerate it for myself. I know it exists. I gave it space to like be present. Mm -hmm. um, But I also am managing that awareness. And so what I have couples do is like, hey, of the four horsemen, defensiveness, criticism, stonewalling and contempt, which is your weapon of choice? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you have in in your back pocket that you pull out in times of need when you feel like you really need to like attack? Mm -hmm. And um, and it kind of shifts the entire conversation of like, oh, it's this thing and it's really damaging to the relationship. Instead, it's like, no, it's a part of who you are. And I think as soon as you can own that and have awareness of it, then you can start to shift it. I like the way you own your defensiveness. Yeah, right on. I just got an idea for a podcast guest. So I have a new obsession. I just, yeah, I just, I fixate on people and I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get them to talk uh-huh. to me. And then I, I don't know, I get sad when they don't respond, but what, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? <laughs> but, okay, I have to tell you this. This is kind of funny. So we will get back to a tune. Yeah. But I got an email. And in the email, it, the question was, uh, Laura, what's this all about? I've never had anybody ghost me before. <laughs> and it's the first time I, in a professional email that I've had somebody tell me that I was ghosting and I immediately felt defensive Mm. and I wanted to write back and say, I'm sorry, but when did we start using ghosting in professional (laughs) communication between two adults? Like I own, I understand if it's like a text message with a friend or whatever, but instead I I was like, okay, Laura, you're defensive. You really have a good comeback. You really want to type this, but I can't, I can't. Okay. Awareness. So we're at the, we're at the bottom, right? We're at E Mm -hmm. and E, yeah. I think E is up for debate because I think in the textbook or in, in what most of what John writes, he, he labels E empathy. Empathy now is the, is the thing that you bring. I actually think that you've already done empathy. If you're aware, you're tolerant, you're turning, you're seeking understanding and you're trying to be not, mm-hmm. that's already empathy. So it doesn't make sense to me that E is the next thing. But I do think, Mm. so I often, when I teach it, I'll talk about E as engagement, like engage now your partner and like engage them with curiosity, with compassion, with care. All Mm -hmm. of that is empathy. All of attunement is empathy. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where you can kind of lean in and go, Hey, okay, cool. Well, what do you want to, what should we do? Do you want to, you want to watch a movie? You want to go get some ice cream? Do we need to solve Mm -hmm. this problem? Do you just need a hug? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I like really just be, uh, in this with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that your yeah. pain or your joy or you, like it could be, gosh, this doesn't have to be negative, right? My partner is horny. Mm-hmm. I'm aware my partner is horny. I'm tolerating yeah. that they are horny and that they're trying to come right. on to me. I am uh, uh, turning toward that by acknowledging how sexy they are or beautiful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, what is it? I'm understanding. I'm not defensive about my own body, about my own headache, my own mm-hmm. whatever. And now I'm engaging you. And that might be sex or it might be, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I would love to snuggle, but right now, um, uh, like, but, but sex right now, just doesn't feel the best for me. Like it could, it's Mm -hmm. still empathy, right? It's still engagement. And I think that's, that's all part of, again, other awareness and then, and then relationship management. Um, I do want to talk about empathy for a second, because this is another Brene Brown. (sighs) Why don't we just have Brene Brown? If you want to set your sights on like an amazing guest, no, she's pretty amazing. She actually did an interview with John and Julie recently, but what I'm thinking is she has this clip. It's two minutes long. And what she talks about in the in the YouTube clip, if you Google Brene Brown, sympathy versus empathy, mm-hmm. it is they've sort of animated it. And it's her talking. And I think it's probably um, a talk that she did through like a TED talk and they've animated it. But she said the difference between sympathy and empathy is imagine that Zach is at the bottom of a deep down hole, like a, a hole of, of, of sorrow and despair. And he's at the bottom of this hole. And I'm up at the top of this, this hole and I'm looking down. And I'm like, hey, hey, what's going on down there? And you're like, oh, this is awful. I'm in a deep, dark hole of despair. And I'm like, oh, man, what a bummer. And I'm just standing at the top of this hole looking in and it's pitch black. That's sympathy. But empathy, what she talks about is when you say, hey, Stay right there. I'm coming, mm. I'm coming in. And you lower yourself into the hole and you're like, oh man, look at you all curled up in a ball down here. This is really dark. Yeah. It's really dark down here. And I really like the way that she made a distinction between sympathy and empathy, because that's what we're asking couples to do is to not stand at the other side of the room and say, hey, you look really sad over there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go and sit down next to your partner, yeah. put your arm around them and say, what is it like? Like, tell me what's going on for you. That's empathy. Or worse. Hey, you look really sad. Uh, Please stop and come back when you're done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You You can go to your room now. There's actually a lot of things around parenting where I think that this, um, we do it wrong. We teach our kids like certain emotions are wrong and we send them to their room when they're really angry or frustrated rather than sitting down and saying like, whoa, I don't think I understand. Like, why are you throwing such a huge tantrum? Why don't you talk to me about it? Versus... Hey, why don't you go up to your room and when you're done, like throwing a tantrum, you can come back down. And uh, I mean, I think that there's different ways to look at that of, you know, tolerating, um, empathizing, getting curious, but I'm kind of getting into the parenting side of, of emotion. Two things. First of all, I saw that video and you might remember it was the first time I ever heard Brene Brown's voice and I was really mad about it. Well, at least it was Brene Brown and not Kim Kardashian. I know because they were on my <laughs> list. I'm never going to hear their voice. I still have never heard Kim Kardashian's voice, which I think is you don't need to. fascinating. You don't need to. Yeah. Okay. Now is the part where I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Okay. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of this tool. Okay. It, I, I told you to write it down the left side of your paper. I did. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Okay. Think of it now like a ladder where um, your goal is to get to the bottom. If you're ever stuck anywhere on that ladder, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go up one rung. Mm-hmm. So I'm super defensive. I'm listening defensively, probably mm-hmm. because I don't understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not turning toward probably because I haven't created room for tolerance. 
So it's linear is what you're saying. I'm just saying like, if you're stuck, if you find yourself like being defensive or you find yourself kind of like, I can't do this part, maybe just come back up. I can't tolerate Mm -hmm. the way you're behaving right now. You, these tears are not like, what do you do? Like, what is up? Why are you screaming at me? Well, I'm not aware. Mm -hmm. Right. Come up, go to awareness. I wonder what you're feeling. Right. It's so I naturally get stuck at defensiveness, Mm -hmm. which means the skill for me over the last couple of years has been to learn how to go. I don't understand. Mm. Help, help me understand because I can get yeah. pretty far down the ladder, right? I've got a, I've got eyes and ears. I've, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I've created space for tolerance. I've, I've, I've been doing this turning work for a decade in terms of yeah. teaching other people how to do it. I got, I got all those, but I'll get to defensiveness and I'll be like, Ugh. so I got to <laughs> come back up and go, I don't understand. And then I think, I think there is something where you can think about like, you know, what's the, um, there was a part hmm. where you do it like in your head and then with your mouth. So I'm aware with my mind, maybe turning is second and I turn, maybe turning is second. I don't know if it's second, doesn't matter the two T's or whatever, but if it's second, okay. then it works. Cause I'm aware All with right. my mind. I turn with my voice and my body. Mm-hmm. I tolerate with my mind. I seek understanding with my voice and my body. I go mm-hmm. non-defensive with my mind. I seek, I do engagement with my mind, but my mouth and my body, right? Like, so huh. It might be that I taught them in the wrong order. I see it. You know, if you Google this uh, or you look at anything, the T's often get turned around. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if it's tolerance or turning toward first, but I can see how you're trying to figure out how this yeah, plays yeah. out with mind and body. I think probably turning a second if it's consistent with that. But regardless, like there's a little bit of a package up at the top, right? There's a package of awareness and tolerance and turning. They kind of all mm-hmm. kind of live mm-hmm. together. And then the second part kind of lives together, which is you know, really seeking uh, understanding in a non-defensive way so that you can set yourself up for engagement and ultimately Mm -hmm. be empathetic towards your partner's feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, This has been really interesting to have you teach it because I've never heard you, one, teach this. I've heard it taught by other people, but I always find it interesting the way that your brain thinks about things. And I really like the latter idea of if you've written this down and you're kind of like, here's where I'm getting stuck. Like, I lack at empathy. I've had couples tell me this a lot. Like my, my male client will say, I just suck at empathy. I really am like really struggling. So what if you're going to go back up the ladder, A-T-T-U-N-E, um, then it's about the N and trying to figure out yeah, how I, I can't be empathetic you know? because I'm defensive. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. So then, okay. All right. So I got to work on non-defensive listening. All right. Well, that's good. If if anybody listening to this spends any more than the length of this podcast thinking about or working on this, you're going to be better. You're doing this. You're building the skill, period. Yeah. yeah. That's just the thing. This, is, this has been an interesting, an interesting um, podcast. We've really built in a lot of, uh, a lot of information into two episodes of learning about yeah, what it all started it one with emotional two, yeah. intelligence. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. I like it. Uh, let's land this plane because this may okay. be the longest podcast we've ever had. Okay, but I want to say one thing. Can I talk about a personal project real quick? Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit risky because I'm sort of like, I don't even know if I want to do this, but in a former <laughs> You're committed life. committed to it now. <laughs> I am. In a former life, I used to write a lot about not relationships. Mm-hmm. So the last five, six, seven, eight years, I've, that's pretty much all I've written about. And I just started writing again about not relationships. And so I created a newsletter. It's called Stuff I Write. Yeah. And it's, it's available at stuffiwrite.com. <laughs> and I write about movies and I write about books and I write about people I see at the grocery store. 
And I don't know uh-huh. if any of you out there would be interested in uh, seeing it or reading it, but if you are, I'm putting it into the world. All you have to do is go to stuffiwrite.com and I think you can enter your email address and you'll, you'll, you'll get to read stuff I write about not relationships. So <laughs> I'm just putting it out into the world. I, I don't know if, I don't know. I'm going to be so sad if nobody subscribes, <laughs> but uh, if one person does, then I'll know that, yeah. that, that the universe is, uh, is taking care of me. Telling somehow. you to just keep writing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's so, good. I, I've always enjoyed your writing. So I think it's... Well, it's just so refreshing to write about superheroes and dragons and novels and mm-hmm. people you see at the grocery store and not mm-hmm. always about how do I make this relationship better, you know? So yeah. anyway, okay, okay, okay. That's it. That's my personal Stuff project. We may now land the plane. All right, we're landing. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. If you are looking for a fun infograph, uh, just to remind you about the acronym. Is that what it's called? Acronym? I'm going to have to Google that. Uh, Of a tune, A-T-T-U-N-E. You can just Google. You will find any image out there. A lot of them have been created because this is a powerful acronym for teaching and reminding how you can show up in your relationship and really be mindful and present with your partner and practice those emotionally intelligent skills that we talked about. Thank you for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.